Okay, good morning. So today we'll um, continue a little from yesterday. Um, when it comes to in education, parenting, it's, uh, we all find it very difficult sometimes to say, no, to say no to our children when they want them. Some people find it very hard. Some people it's in their nature that they have a very difficult time saying no. And it happened to be this morning, five o'clock, my kid wakes up and he wants to come into my bed. And we have this, he's very strictly sleep trained. He doesn't come sleep in our bed. And he fought for a half hour trying to come into my bed. Until I had to leave. <laughs> and I left him to my wife. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> we have a very, very difficult time sometimes saying no. And for some things we find it easier to say no. Interesting idea. That when it's something that a kid knows that he's never going to get a yes out of you, they eventually learn not to even try asking. When it's something that the kid knows that, uh, that they, could get a guess, they could get a yes out of you, they'll f- fight and fight and fight. They know the boundaries. Yeah, you ruined it. You're for yourself. And we, and we find this especially by things that the child picks up. The ch- children are very, very, very smart. And they pick up about their parents the things that they really believe in and they're very strong about. And something that they know, their parent, that they learn, either by you living by example or they learn that the parent is really strong about it, then they will never even try. For example, if you're walking in the supermarket and you see ice cream, and you see the, the kid sees ice cream, they'll start begging you to buy him the ice cream. And the kid will beg and beg and beg, and they know that uh, maybe today you won't give in, but the next time you'll give in. If you're walking in the store and they come across a certain thing that looks really good, and they ask you, can you, can you buy it? And you tell the kid, it's, they look at it and you say, it's not kosher. The kid won't even ask a second time. Because they know it's not kosher, you're not going to buy it. There's nothing to, to talk about. Meaning something, that's just a very basic example. Something that they know that you really, really believe in, they, they, they feel that. And they, they, won't even, they won't even try. Something that they know they can maneuver you, they'll try to manipulate. And we find this, like we discussed yesterday, very clearly in the parsha, very insightful from the Torah, that when it comes to Vishinantam Levonecha, to education, it comes, it follows the Ve'ahavta Hashem Aleichecha. That teaching our children needs to be in a direct outcome from our Ve'ahavta Hashem Aleichecha, our values and our love towards Hashem and our relationship with Hashem. I want to focus on the same part in the parsha and bring out another point from a very interesting um, story. We all know when we daven every day, we say Shema and Baruch Shem. Shema Yisrael, Shema Lekeinu, Shema Chod, and the Baruch Shem Kved Malchus Where does that come from? If you look in the Torah, it doesn't say that, right? Shema Yisrael, Shema Lekeinu, Shema Chod, and it goes straight to Ve'ahavta. So everyone knows the famous story. It comes from the story that uh, we're told about Yaakov Avinu. That when Yaakov wanted to bless his children before he passed away, he, um, he wanted to reveal to them the end of times, Mashiach's coming. And there's different opinions whether, the point is that the time, it left him. And he wasn't able to reveal it to his kids. And he thought that maybe that perhaps the reason why it left him, he wanted to tell them, yeah. And, <laughs> and he, he realized that he thought that the reason why it left him was because maybe maybe there was an issue with one of his kids and they weren't worthy of it. And so his, he, when his kids felt that, they immediately said to their father, Shema Yisrael. Yisrael, Yisrael is their father's name, right? Yisrael and Yaakov. 
Shema Yisrael, they said, listen, our father Yisrael, we believe, we're very, we're faithful. Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Achad. That we believe in Hashem and that Hashem is one. And as soon as they said that, um, right away Yaakov responded to them, Baruch Shem Kavad Machus blessing Hashem's name. That's the way the story goes. And because of that, when we say Shema, we follow it by saying Baruch Shem. Now there's an interesting detail in the story where it's, where it's written, where it says the following line. The children didn't just say to the father, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Achad. There was a phrase that it says they added. They said, Kishem Shayesh Belibcha Echad, Kach Yesh Belibenu Echad. I think this is the word Echad. That just like in your heart there is one, that you believe in one, so too in our heart there is one. Now that's a very interesting line, and it seems unnecessary. And obviously, there's something, it's not a random line. Every word in Gemara, every word is, is precise. So, um, there must be something that those words are saying and telling us. And what's the reason why they added those words? It's not enough just to say, Shema Yisrael, listen our Father, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Echad. What's the addition that they're adding by saying, Kashem Sheyesh Belibcha Echad, Kachesh Belibenu Echad. And based on everything we've been discussing yesterday, today, it, the answer is very obvious and very powerful and insightful. And it's as follows. That they were telling Yaakov, that you know why? Do you know why we have this, where, where we get from our strong um, conviction in our belief in, in Hashem and Hashem being one? It comes from you. They tell their father that it's not just, it's not a random thing that we have this belief and we have this, and we have a strong belief that we've worked on. Yes, we may have worked on it like we discussed, we need to come to it on our own, we need to ask and we need to understand. But it's something that we got from you. They're telling their father that we got this out of what we've learned from you and what we've picked up from you. And it's something that parents don't always realize of what their children pick up on. That the children pick up on these subtle things that we may not even say to our children. Meaning, the fa- think about it. The fact that Yaakov could have even thought that Shema Yesh that maybe there's one of them that, that doesn't have a strong belief or has, is not doing well in their Judaism, so to speak. The fact that he could even think so means that he wasn't sure. That he wasn't sure. Meaning, a parent can, not, some, can never be too sure. Sometimes it's not obvious and clear to you where your child is holding. Why? Because a lot of it is not like a test. It's not like a test where you have a, uh, um, questions and the answers and they score 100. It's a lot of behavior. It's a lot of things that they pick up on. A lot of things that they don't say and that we don't say. A lot of it is, is like behavior. It's things that they can detect in you without... It's an intuition. And therefore, we don't realize sometimes, but the most subtle things are passed on to our children. And the most beautiful thing for Yaakov to hear was this, where Yaakov heard that one of the most subtle things in his practice, he probably didn't go walking around every single day to his children and say, you believe in God, believe in God, believe in God. It's not something that he said to them, it's something that he lived with, right? And the fact that his children picked up on that, and it became ingrained in their hearts, this belief was the most powerful thing for him to hear and for his children to tell him, not just that we believe in God, but it comes from you. We got it from you. It's something that we learned from you, that we picked up from you, and your values that have been passed down to us. And this is exactly continuing to what we tying it in, that this is the Vishinantam Levonecha, that what's the prerequisite to be able to teach our children What's the prerequisite to be able to be a proper parent, an educator, passing on the tradition, or passing on values to our children? It's by having our own strong relationship with Hashem ourselves. This, um, the, 
by having our own and when you have all these things clear on your heart, then then you can be a proper parent and a proper educator. And it's so important because a lot of people um, unfortunately don't realize how, how crucial this is and how important of an ingredient it is because people feel sometimes that I don't have to practice in myself. I can hide in my room and do what I want. And then tell my child, you must do this and you must do that. And, but it won't make a difference what I'm doing out of his sight. And this is a, the very powerful thing the Torah is telling us here, that yes, it may work, it may work temporarily, it may, be a, a, it may on the surface work, but one day your child is going to detect and realize what, what, you, what you really believe in and where your real values truly lie. And the, and the child needs to, will only, to be properly do the Vishinantam, there needs to be a strong relationship that you have, that you have with Hashem. And your strong relationship with Hashem will be passed on without you even saying it. Just by your having your own strong values, strong beliefs, convictions, are things which just by living by example will automatically cause you to be able to be the proper the Vishinantam Levanacha. And... <clears throat> It's, it's, it's one of the most, I learned this when I was, uh, one of my teachers taught this to me. When I was in the position of being an influencer, we have the system in, our, in, our, um, in the Chabad Yeshivas, where at a certain age you learn, and at a certain age um, they send you off for a year to Yeshiva to go there and be like a, a Bacher teacher. Where you're like still learning, but you're, you're there as like an older Bacher towards the younger Bacher. And uh, I remember that, um, yeah, you're like a, we call it a shliach already, like a shliach at a young age. But, um, and you do that for like a year. Usually then you go back to yeshiva and you learn smicha, whatever. It's like an internship kind of, you know, like, like a, something like that. And I remember that I did it in Australia. And uh, when I was there, one of the, one of the teachers there, um, a very respected guy, and I learned a lot from him, one of the things that he told me there he told us, he used to meet with us once a month and try to like tell us different things that, uh, that he felt were important for us to help us in, in being an influence on the younger Bachram. And he told us that the, the most strongest way to have an impact on another, another person is not by telling them something, not by preaching to them, not by giving them a speech, by simply doing it yourself. When they see that you're an honest guy, you're a strong guy, you believe in what you do, and you're, you're a normal person, and you're living this, and you're excited about it, and you enjoy it, that's the best way to teach them. And that's really almost the only way that they're really going to learn. What? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And this, is, and this is a very, we, we don't realize, but this is, Tyra tells us here, lays out for here, the, the, the blueprint for being able to be a proper parent and a proper educator. Have a strong. How? Where? Don't punish us for the sins of our father. Oh, because it's just subconscious passed down to us. Right, right. Yeah, very good. Very good. And there's another line. Remind me of another moment where we say, um, uh, there's a leke in Shemana Esri. We say, Alekeinu, Alekei Aveseinu. That, uh, there's two types of gods we have. But regarding behavioral... <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah. Like you said, it's leading don't by hold example, us responsible. don't hold us responsible 
for the behaviors of our father because it's passed down to us. But then eventually it becomes your responsibility. Correct. Right, you That's why we say it by Tachna. We say it out loud. Yeah. You can't blame, blame your failure in life. 100%. But 100%. Yeah. yeah, very good. So it's, it's so important and powerful. And I didn't want to go by without this week without discussing because it is in the parsha, And uh, it's something we have to ask, ask ourselves every day. Um, are we, do, we have the, do we have what it qualifies? Do we have what it takes to properly parent our children? And again, it's not perfect. It's not something that can be perfect. And I want to repeat what I said yesterday again. Um, <clears throat> what? Any education on how to be a parent and how to lead by example when you yourself are trying to figure your own life out. Oh, so what it is 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 your child noticing that you care and that this is your priority. You care later on when you don't care. You're saying it could be. Yeah. It's like a rookie quarterback putting in the game and gets killed. Right. So only hopefully eventually the kids like example. Twenty three years old, it's very hard for a kid to wake up and go learn and lead by example. Right. Much easier idea than you're older. You got to work on it. But the, I want to say another line. I something I wasn't planning on saying. You reminded me. A line, and I'll say a little twist on it. There's a line that we say, That uh, um, a child can be greater than the father. They can surpass their father. It's a Maimur Chazal. Um, and, but uh, we play on the words and say, that The child can surpass their father, but it's me That the ability they have to surpass their father comes from their father. And the explanation of this is very simple because what a parent passes down to the child not part of themselves. They pass down to the child their entire psyche, their entire essence. And because you have the entire essence, there may be parts of the father that the father hasn't even realized or developed. And the child reaches those things and can develop parts that the father never even developed. But it comes from the father. Now, taking it a step further, what we're saying here is that a child can surpass their father in behavior. Even in, sometimes we find children that they surpass their parents in their, what, what they're careful with in Yiddishkeit and their care for and their enjoyment of studying Torah, that their father didn't have that same enjoyment. But even that, I, I, we can say that they get it from their father. How? Because when the fa- child realizes that the father cares, this is the father's priority, this is what's most important to him, the father may be holding by X. He may not be able to learn that well. He may not be able to do things that perfectly. But the child sees that the father's trying. Sincerity. Yeah, he sees if this is what the father cares about. This is his priority. The child will pick up on that. And on his own will also make that his priority and care. And through that care may reach greater and further than the father. But it comes from the father. Surpassing him. So it's the same idea. And the same thing, I want to repeat what I said yesterday. There's the Hayyam Yoyim, where the, where the Rebbe says um, that... There's a, just like there's an obligation every day for a person to put on um, tefillin, there's an obligation for every parent to spend a half hour a day thinking about the education of the children. Almost sounding like it's part of the mitzvah of chinuch, right? That uh, just like the obligation to put on tefillin, he makes it that strong. Now, the question asked is, okay, so when you have one child, it's a half yes, hour. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. i say it again because so, I think it's so powerful. When you have one child, it's a half hour. Okay, fine. Now you have two children, they have to do for an hour. Three children, an hour and a half. Every single day, it's crazy. So, so, what are, so what did we say yesterday? I have a line that, uh, that I once heard from one of my teachers. They explain that what it really means is that how do you properly think about educating your child? By thinking about yourself. Meaning, if you work on yourself a half hour a day, then you'll be the best parent for your children. That's all it takes. It takes a half hour a day. We spend a half hour making sure am I strong in my values and my relationship with Hashem? Am I trying? Am I trying to do it to do the best I can and really care about what I'm doing? And you work on that. 
then you, you'll, you'll be the be- give the best education to your children. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, we should all be successful oh, yeah. in our holy work.